Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soccer 101. My name is Joe Lowry, and on this episode, we're digging into some of soccer's most famous roles. No, not roles like the ones Neymar does after he absorbs even the tiniest bit of contact. When I say roles, I mean the specific jobs that players have on the field. Today, we're going to look at three player roles, the Regista, the Enganche, and the Ramdeuter. Right off the bat, you'll notice that all three of the terms I just threw out there aren't English. For that reason, we, and by we I mean English speakers, don't really use them in our day-to-day conversations about soccer. We don't need to, because we have our own words to describe those roles. Terms like Regista, Enganche, and Ramdeuter aren't necessarily an essential part of our modern soccer vernacular but that doesn't mean they're not important in their own way. These words and the ideas behind them open a window for us to peer into soccer's global history. Learning about these player roles reminds us of soccer's diversity, gives us insight into the sport's past, and helps us remember some of its most iconic players. So, with all of that in mind, let's talk cool-sounding player roles, shall we? Starting with the regista. Looking at the term itself, regista is an Italian word, that when you plug it into Google Translate or any other suitable translation service, means director, like a movie director. And that's exactly what the regista does on the soccer field. They direct the scenes happening around them. It's believed that the idea of a regista developed from the center-half role in former Italian national team manager Vittorio Pozzo's 2-3-2-3 formation, a formation that was popular in the early to mid-20th century and is actually coming back into vogue today. Pozo wanted a player in his first line of three who could sit in front of the defenders and help control the game from deep areas. Enter the director. Pozo's director didn't need to cover a bunch of ground defensively or slide tackle the ball away from opponents on a regular basis. I mean, directors don't run out to get their own coffee, do they? There are other people there to do that. On the soccer field, the players around the regista are typically the ones responsible for doing the running and the defensive dirty work, which was a good thing for Luis Monti who was Vittorio Pozzo's chosen regista in the early 1930s. Monti was in the twilight of his career when he began playing for Italy. As the story goes, he was overweight, out of shape, and pretty darn slow. But he knew how to kick a ball. And not just kick it to clear it out of Italy's own half. No, he knew how to connect passes and create things from deep in midfield, right in front of the defenders. With Pozzo producing and Monti directing, Italy went on to win the 1934 World Cup. Using more modern soccer terminology, the regista role is played by the defensive midfielder. It's the player that sits at the base of midfield and is responsible for setting the tempo of the game and helping their team control possession. Though the regista is the closest midfielder to the back line, their main responsibility is not to protect their defensive teammates or to put in an overly active defensive shift. No, the regista is the deep-lying playmaker. Think Andrea Pirlo and his incredible passes from deep in midfield not N'Golo Kante in his quick, smart tackles from deep in midfield. Both of those players provide, or provided, a valuable service to their respective teams. But of the two, Pirlo is the director. Converted from an attacking midfielder to a deep-lying midfielder by Carlo Ancelotti when the two of them were both at AC Milan, Pirlo is pretty much synonymous with the regista role. He's Italian, he sat deep in midfield, and he could pass the ball through the eye of a needle. Okay, that's not true. That's impossible. I'd have just as much of a chance to pass the ball through the eye of a needle as Pirlo would, which is kind of encouraging for me, honestly. There's one soccer thing that I can do just as well as Andrea Pirlo. Life is good. Anyway, 
As a player, Pirlo embodied the Italianness and the creativity associated with an offense first, defense later, midfielder. Players of other nationalities can be reduced as two, just to be clear. Sergio Busquets, Jorginho, and pretty much any player that Pep Guardiola has ever deemed fit to start in his midfield fit into the director mold. Some are better at it than others, but they're all interpreting the defensive midfield role in a possession-y kind of way. Though we might say deep-line playmaker or defensive midfielder who's good at passing the ball more often than we say regista, as a nod to Italian soccer and as a way to understand more about the nuance of the defensive midfield position, learning about the regista role is still useful. Before we get into a couple more player roles, today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Whether you're a supporter of the Red Devils, Blues, Citizens, Hammers, or Gunners, the easiest way to watch all of the English Premier League action this season is with ExpressVPN. Not only that, but ExpressVPN lets anyone in the world get the cheapest EPL subscription on the market. Instead of paying for an expensive cable package, you can watch all live EPL games and full replays for less than four quid a month on Peacock Premium. The catch? It's only accessible from the United States. So, for our British listeners and anyone else outside the U.S., that's where ExpressVPN comes in. It lets you change your online location to a country of your choice, so you can access content that's otherwise locked in your region. You'll get access to all 380 of this season's EPL games, plus hundreds of shows like Saturday Night Live, American Ninja Warrior, and Peacock Originals like Brave New World. Just fire up ExpressVPN, connect to the United States, subscribe to Peacock Premium, and watch. Go to expressvpn.com slash soccer to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free on a one-year package. And this goes for everyone, not just our international listeners. expressvpn.com slash soccer for three months free. Again, expressvpn.com slash soccer. Thank you very much to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode of Soccer 101. Now, let's get back to some of soccer's most famous player roles. We started with the regista, the director at the base of midfield. Let's move a bit higher up the field and talk about another creative role, the enganche. Originally an Argentinian term, enganche means hitch or hook. So what's an enganche? A player that connects the midfield with the attack. It's a number 10, an attacking midfielder. It's the hitch that connects the truck with the trailer, or the hook that connects your coat with the wall. Now, that's somewhat of a flawed analogy because rarely is the hitch or the hook flashier than the things it's connecting. But the enganche is very much flashier than the midfield players and the attacking players that it's binding together. It's like a metal trailer hitch covered in diamonds, or a hook made out of gold. It's functional, yes, but it's also wildly luxurious. One of the players who best embodied the skillful, eye-catching flashiness that's key to the enganche role was Diego Maradona. Maradona played in four World Cups for Argentina. He dominated the Argentinian domestic soccer landscape in the late 1970s and the early 1980s. Maradona then moved to Europe to ply his trade at Barcelona, Napoli, and Sevilla before heading back to Argentina to finish his career. His teams played through him. They would have been foolish not to. I mean, Diego Maradona could do things on the soccer field that no one else could do. He could weave through defenders with quick touches with his right foot and his left foot. He could bring the ball down out of the sky with apparent ease. He could score goals, and he could, and did, run the show. The enganche is a connector, but more than that, it's the attacking focal point. Everything revolves around the enganche. Everything revolved around Maradona. 
In some places around the world, things still do, even after his passing. Similar to the regista, who typically relies on the players around him or her to do the running and the defending, having players who are ready and willing to run, defend, and cover for the freewheeling, styling, attacking midfielder is an essential part of accommodating the enganche. Or maybe I should say was. As soccer has become more reliant on team-wide defensive moments and coordinated pressing, the attacking midfield position has changed. The enganche role has fallen away and been replaced by a new generation of skillful, defensively capable players. Kevin De Bruyne, James Rodriguez, and most of the other attacking-minded midfielders at upper-level European clubs have plenty of ability on the ball. But they're also able, and required, to join up with their teammates defensively in press. The Argentinian, luxurious attacking midfielder may be a thing of the past, but the flair, the pure amount of skill exhibited by Enganche's changed soccer, or at least soccer watchers, forever. After the regista and the Enganche, the final role that we're going to learn about today is the Ramdeuter. Ramdeuter is a German term that translates into English as space interpreter. Where the regista was born in 1930s Italy, and the enganche was popularized by superstar Argentinian attacking midfielders in the 1970s, 80s, and 90s, the idea of a Ramdeuter came from a Thomas Muller interview in 2011. Thomas Muller, who's been a staple at Bayern Munich for more than a decade, was asked to explain exactly what his role was on the field for Bayern. His response? I am a space interpreter. In German, of course. The idea behind Muller's self-awarded role was that the German attacker wasn't particularly exceptional at any one thing. He wasn't crazy good at dribbling or lightning fast or overly accurate with his passing. And yet, despite not standing out at any one obvious thing, Thomas Muller kept playing for Bayern Munich. He kept playing because he could find pockets of space in the attack to help his team advance the ball and create goals. It might not have always seemed like it, but Muller did, and does, have an elite skill. He's a space interpreter. Back in 2017, Muller's ability to find and exploit space impressed then-Bayern Munich manager Carlo Ancelotti, who called the attacker's intelligence and tactical awareness simply exceptional. The Ramdeuter's job is to find and exploit space. They're supposed to move off the ball and find little gaps in the opposition's defensive shape, little cracks in the opposition's armor that they can shimmy their way into. Maybe it's a bit of space between the opposition's defensive and midfield lines or maybe it's an open few feet in the box. It doesn't necessarily matter where the space is on the field. If the Ramdeuter is in the area, they're probably going to exploit it. Though Thomas Muller is, and will probably always be, the Ramdeuter, because the term was really only popularized after it came out of his mouth, in soccer, every player should be a Ramdeuter. Every player should work together to find and move into slivers of space. That's how good attacking teams work. The players who aren't on the ball check their surroundings to find unoccupied spaces that will allow their team to progress the ball and score a goal. After all, scoring goals is what soccer is all about, and a team full of Ramdeuters is more likely to score goals than a team full of players who aren't really interested in finding open space. So hey, if you play pickup soccer at some point in the future, look around while you play. If you find some gaps in the defense and move into those gaps, you too could be a Ramdeuter. That wraps up this episode of Soccer 101. We took a journey through space and time, stopping in Italy, Argentina, Germany, and the soccer field right by your house to learn about the Regista, the Enganche, and the Ramdeuter, or the Director, the Hitch, and the Space Interpreter. 
Hopefully learning about these on-field roles gave us some insight into soccer's past, some of its tactical evolutions, and a handful of its most iconic players. I'm Joe Lowry. Thanks for listening, everyone.